welcome to the Wednesday, June 17th edition of the TV on Basketball Podcast with your host, TV. We are back at it again with another top 10. And this week, we are going to the city of brotherly love as we talk about the top 10 greatest Philadelphia 76er players of all time. They started off as the Syracuse Nationals in 1949, and in the mid-60s, they transferred to the Philadelphia 76ers as the team that we know today. And yeah, it's a very historic, very storied franchise, multiple title wins, but they haven't had one since the mid-80s, so, you know, they're very due one, and they um, have this young core of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid who could possibly take them there in the next few years, but... We're not going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the stored franchise and list off who I think should be on the top 76ers slash Syracuse National um, players all-time list. But before we get into that, again, shout out to Kaga for this awesome beat. And yeah, check him out. Um, I linked him in the in my post last time. So yeah, that's um, there's that. And... Yeah, let's get to my plugging. Please follow TV on Basketball on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for updates on the podcast and for other content. If you're listening on Podbean, we are slowly but surely hitting that 1,000. I'm um, going to hit that 1,000 play mark very soon. So I'm very happy with that. Thank you guys for all the support. Um, last few days I haven't been posting as much. Um, still think of some serious ideas to do for like a nightly post, but um, I'm still thinking of that. Hopefully we can start that next week. And, yeah, I'm going to try my best to be a bit more active on Twitter and Facebook and all that. I'm just, like, not really used to it, but I'm going to try to commit more to that. So, yeah. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave it five stars, subscribe, and share it with your friends. So, yeah, we, um, we get that stuff out the way. Let us get right into the honorable mentions. And, like always, we have three honorable mentions for this franchise. And, yeah, let's get right into it. The first honorable mention I have is someone who's only played three seasons for the Philadelphia 76ers. And it's obviously a current player right now. And that is Ben Simmons, who is a two-time NBA All-Star, rookie of the year. And he is also top ten in field goal percentage, steals per game, etc. And he's also number one in assists per game in the, in the history of the 76ers. And he also averages 16.4 points per game. 8.23 rebounds and 8 assists during the duration of his career. Again, a lot. there's a lot of guys I could have chose just based on longevity, but if you look at um, Ben Simmons in this bubble, like he is one of the most talented players that the 76ers franchise ever had. And the reason you can't even put him in the top 10 is because, first, he had one longevity. He's only played three seasons. But um, he just hasn't had the accolades yet. And he's... The, he could easily make the top 10 maybe in the next five years or so. Who knows if they win a title. But, yeah, he's going to easily, he'll be able, he'll easily climb this list if he stays. One of the most talented players that they've had. And he's basically an elite player in all aspects except for shooting. But people, like, kind of are a bit too hard on him on that. But, yeah, he is one of my honorable mentions for sure. And he'll probably make, the like, further down the list if we fast forward five years from now. My second honorable mention is Chet Williams, who played seven seasons with the 76ers. He averaged 60.2 points per game, 7.9 rebounds, 1.8 assists. He's a three-time NBA All-Star, a one-time NBA champion, and he's also top 10 in points, deals, and other categories. Chet the Jet, 
as his nickname suggests, was a reliable player for the for the 76ers in the mid 60s. Every season he played for them, he um, made the playoffs, and his best season coincided with their championship season in 19 in 1967. He was just a reliable scorer who was a solid rebounder at seven re- um, at almost eight rebounds a game, and you know. He didn't have the longevity or the star powers as other one, as other people on this list, but he definitely deserves some love. So at another honorable mention, we have Chet Williams. Not Williams, Walker. Oh my gosh. Chet Walker. And then my final honorable mention is a Philadelphia 76er legend. We have Bobby Jones, who is a Hall of Famer. He's number 24, is retired by the team. And he... He's played 10 seasons for them, averaging 10.2 points per game, 2.2 rebounds, 1.2 assists. He's a two-time NBA All-Star, nine-time All-Defensive team. He's a one-time NBA champion in 1982. Um, he's also third in games, fifth in minutes, first in assists, steals, and eighth in points. He is one of the best defense, um, best defenders uh, uh, in the league when talking about like late 70s early 80s players i mean he's a 11 time all defensive team i think that's like every year of his career which is absolutely nuts or maybe just like he missed out on one but um yeah he i mean he wasn't at his offensive best in the in philadelphia but he still brought that defensive intensity with him and he was a key piece to that 1982 um nba championship team he was like an um he was just like kind of like the de- defensive anchor. Obviously, they had players like Moses Malone and all that, but he was like the guy who he didn't need the ball in his hands, and he didn't like really give you much. But he still like averaged like over, I believe, one block in the steal game in his seventy-six career. So he he was a force on that end, and they and he was like super important to that championship team. So although he doesn't have like the you know the mind-boggling stats that some of these players on this list have, he deserves some love too. So. I'm not, my final honorable mention, we have Bobby Jones. So yeah, those are my three honorable mentions. And it's time to see who made it into the top 10. And we start at number 10 with a point guard who played for them and was part of the 1983 NBA championship team. We have Maurice Cheeks, who spent 11 seasons with the team. His number 10 jersey is retired um, for the 76ers. Throughout for his 76 career, he averaged 12.2 points per game, 7.3 assists, 2.3 rebounds. He's a four-time NBA All-Star, like I said, one-time NBA champion, five-time All-Defense, third in games, fifth in minutes, first in assists and steals, and eighth in points. Um, actually, no, what I meant for Bobby Jones earlier was um, he was um, top 10 in game steals and blocks. The stats I went for him earlier was for Mo Cheeks, so my apologies. But yeah, back to Mo Cheeks. He was one of the best defensive guards in the 80s. He, um, I see, like, if anyone, like, has seen, like, those battles between the 76ers and the Lakers, he, even though he was shorter than Magic, he had to deal with, um, the Magic Man himself throughout that, um, during that rivalry. You know, he had the longevity, 11 seasons, um, Later on, like, after he retired, I believe, in the 2000s, he was their coach at some point. And he was, again, another key piece of that M- NBA um, NBA championship team. He was, again, an, a five-time all-defensive member. So he was definitely a um, defensive monster. And during that 1983 season, you know, he was an all-star that year. And he was just a very... 
good. He was just a very good player for them, and you know, twelve point five points a game in that um, final season, and he just continued to be um, a force on the defensive end. So, yeah, he had a good like long career with the Seventy Sixers. He had some years as their coach, but yeah, he deserves to make it on this list. He, ha- like I said, has the longevity factor, and he has a championship to back it up. So at number ten, we have Maurice Cheeks. Coming in at number nine is a current day Philadelphia Seventy Sixer. This could be controversial because, like I said um, earlier, the longevity isn't there, but the talent is there, and he could possibly be like a um, an all-time great 76er by the end of his career, depending on how much success he has. But at number nine, we have Joel Embiid, the process himself. Um, currently in his fourth playing season with the, um, with the Philadelphia 76ers, obviously he missed his first two years due to injury. But throughout his 76 career, he's averaged 24.1 points per game, 11.5 rebounds, 3.1 assists, three-time NBA All-Star, two-time All-NBA, two-time All-Defense. He's also third in points per game, fifth in rebounds per game, and eighth in blocks per game, and also third in PER. You know, like Ben Simmons, I just can't put him higher due to his um, lack of longevity with the team. Although he has, like I think, a year on Ben Simmons. Um, I just think he has had like more accolades than Ben Simmons at this point, and he also is just like much well regarded around the league. Like at his best, I've said it myself in the podcast, he is the best center in the league, and one of the be- honestly the most talented player- players that the Seventy Sixers ever had. Like one of the, he's like up there. Like I could like probably put him like over some of these guys in terms of talent, but you know he just doesn't have the longevity yet. But you know you can't deny that he is. Um, in his short time with the 76ers, that he has been highly effective. Um, again, probably their their most like most feared player on the court nowadays. I mean, he's able to shoot the three. He is a top tier all defensive member. I mean, two out of his four seasons, he's made all defensive team. And you know, before the season, I mean, like I I thought he was going to be an MVP cal- um, candidate. And although that's not the case, I mean, the talent is still there. And he has, like, MVP-level talent. So, yeah, obviously I can't put him higher on the list because, you know, these guys have championships, MVPs, and all that. But he definitely deserves some love. So, at number nine, we have Joel Embiid. Coming in at number eight, we have Billy Cunningham, who played nine seasons for the Philadelphia 76ers. He has his number 32 retired, and he is a Hall of Famer. In his career, he averaged 20.8 points per game, 10.1 rebounds, 4, four assists, He's a one-time NBA champion, um, four-time NBA All-Star, four-time All-NBA. He was a former league MVP. He is top ten in games, minutes, field goals, rebounds, assists, points, etc. Sorry, especially like for these old guys like um, Billy Cunningham and a few other people on this list, I just don't know much about. So I have to kind of go like of like what I see in the stats and like what um, people like regarded them as. So yeah, sorry if I don't go deeply into them more, but yeah. Look at the stats. This guy was a fantastic. Um, he was a 2010 machine. Um, he won the, sh- the NBA championship um, with the um, 76ers um, as a player in 1976. And funnily enough, he was a coach of the 1983 team. So he has two championships with the um, 76ers. He was just an all-around good player, consistent performer, um, constantly a double-double threat um, every year. And... He's a Philly sports grade in general from like what I've read. He's just like a Philly sports grade, obviously. 
um, after playing for the 76ers, he was their coach at some point. Like, Herrera is one of the best coaches in um, 76ers history. But, yeah, he um, was a damn good player as well. So, yeah, I can't really go much further than that. Billy Cunningham, I mean, the stats speak for itself. He was a great player, Hall of Famer as well. And, yeah, he is my number eight player, Billy Cunningham. Coming in at number seven, we have the round mound of rebound himself, Charles Barkley. Um, he av- um, He's number 34, was retired by the um, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, you know, he is also in the Hall of Famer, and he played eight seasons for the team, averaging 23.3 points per game, 11.6 rebounds, 3.7 assists. He's a six-time NBA All-Star with the um, 76ers, seven-time All-NBA, a one-time rebounding champion. He's also top 10 in minutes, field goals, rebounds, steals, and points. He was a he was obviously like drafted two picks after Jordan in that um, in that um, NBA draft, um, and he didn't disappoint in his career whatsoever. He's as versatile as it gets in the NBA. The six six four the six six forward was one of the best rebounders in NBA history. And a lot of people like talk about Charles Barkley as um, nowadays, obviously seeing him inside the NBA and stuff like that as like this goofy fella who is not in shape. But people forget this guy was an absolute baller of a player back in the day. And whenever you talk about best players to ever win a title, you always have to put Charles Barkley in that conversation. This guy was able to handle the ball. This guy was super athletic back in his day, a tremendous scorer, fantastic rebounder, and like I said, like out of all the, like the giants that he played with in those. Um, late 80s, early 90s, this guy was able to become one of the most lethal rebounders. Like, if when you talk about, like, rebounders, like, undersized rebounders, you talk about him, you talk about Dennis Rodman, and you just have to want it more than the other person, and Charles Barkley was just one of those type of players, you know? Um, he had no filter. This guy was, um, was just absolutely loved by the 76er fans, and, um, yeah, fantastic scorer. He was just... A great player throughout his entire career. Where do we want to talk about him on the 76ers? We want to talk about him on the Suns. He just had a very a damn good NBA career, and sadly he couldn't cap it off with a title. But you know he still can make this list, and is an, uh, definitely a 76er great. So coming at number seven, we have Charles Barkley. Moving on to number six, someone who didn't spend as many as much time with the 76ers, but had a damn good run with them. We have. Moses Malone, who played five seasons with the team. I mean, four seasons in the 80s, and he, I think, played a year near the end of his career. But we're going to be talking mostly about that four-year run. Um, his number two is retired by the team, and he is a Hall of Famer who averaged 21 points a game for the team, um, 12, point, 12 rebounds a game, 1.3 assists. He's a two-time MVP, four-time NBA All-Star, four-time All-NBA one-time All-Defense, four-time rebounding champion, one-time NBA champion, the Finals MVP in 1983, uh, third, um, number three in rebounds per game, and also was fourth in PER. Man, if Moses Malone had longevity with this team, he could be, like, near the top of the list, if not the top. He is an all-time great center. Um, I don't think a lot of people talk about him enough as, like, one of those, like, great centers back in the 80s. I mean, in 90s, I mean, we talked, I think Hakeem gets his due... Um, Shaq obviously gets a lot of conversation, um, well, Bill Russell, but then Moses Malone, like, in that time, like, especially, like, kind of post-Wilt before Hakeem, 
and David Robinson and all that. Like, he was the guy, Moses Malone. And he was a tremendous scorer. He, again, this guy was just an absolute rebounding monster. The fact he won two league MVPs is absolutely crazy. And for a five, in, a four, in that four-year stretch, like, you couldn't really ask for anything more out of the player. Like, two and two um, MVP awards. And those stats, like, some of his stat lines are absolutely, like, crazy. Like, if you just look at the season before he won um, the NBA championship, 31 points a game, 14 rebounds, and stuff like that. Like, that's just absolutely nuts. Those are just nutty stats. And um, Moses Malone, I mean... He just couldn't dream, um, dream of a better four-year stint that he had, like with the Seventy Sixers at the time, and he also made um, this like claim like before they like won the title, where um, I mean back then it was only three series to get to the NBA um, to win the NBA championship, and he basically said that he was gonna that they were gonna sweep everyone um, on their way to that championship, and they almost did. Funnily enough, I mean they went twelve and one in that playoff run, and like I said, he was the Finals MVP that season I mean this guy's just an all-time great he doesn't get talked about enough but yeah Moses Malone coming at number six on this list if he was just there longer I mean he definitely could have been like near the top of this list now we move on to number five and we're gonna be talking about um Dolph Shays who played 15 years um 15 seasons for the team he is number four is retired by the 76ers, and he's also a Hall of Famer. Average 18.5 points per game in his career, 12.1 rebounds, 3.1 assists. He's a 12-time NBA All-Star, 12-time All-NBA, was an NBA champion in 55, was the 51 rebounding champion, was top 10 in games, minutes, field goals, rebounds, assists, points, and he has also the highest win shares by anyone in the 76er history. I mean, by far. Like, it's not even close. And Dr. J is number two, which we'll obviously be talking about later. He was the first superstar for that team, like, especially for for the Syracuse Nationals. He was the first um, NBA superstar for them, basically, in their franchise's history. He's just one of those players, like, whenever you talk about the true pioneers of the NBA, like, like once it, like, really started, you always have to bring up Dolph Shays in that um, discussion. Um, definitely one of the best players of that decade, and yeah, you can't really speak much to it, but you know, this number speaks for itself. He was a damn good player. He could score, rebound, was a solid playmaker, and this guy was just a pure out winner. I mean, 12-time NBA All-Star, 12-time All-NBA, and you know, like I said, like those win shares are just are no joke. Like, I, I believe he has like 142 um, win shares or something, and that doesn't even like, and no one else can like come even close to that funnily enough like um like dr j is second and he has 106 so like having basically like almost 40 more win shares in him like it's absolutely crazy so yeah coming at number five we have dolph shays we are going now to number four and we are talking about a 76 year legend hal greer who spent 15 seasons with the team his number 15 is also retired by the team He's a Hall of Famer who averaged 19.2 points per game in his career, five rebounds, four assists. He's a 10-time NBA All-Star, was an NBA champion in 1967, um, seven-time All-NBA, was a um, 1968 All-Star Game MVP. He's number one in games, minutes, field goals, points. He's also top 10 in 
rebounds, assists, wind shares. And yeah, Hal Greer, he was the unheralded second star to Will Chamberlain in those um in that championship team with the seventy sixers in the mid sixties. I mean his like points per game like during that championship season it was um similar to Willis. I mean Wilt averaged like what, twenty four point nine or something like that. This guy was right behind him with like twenty two point nine. Like this guy was just a very a damn good player and no one really talks about him because Wilt will usually dominate the headlines for the seventy sixer teams. Um, he had the longevity, I mean, 15 seasons. I mean, the only person on this list that even compared to that is was Dolph Chase, who I just spoke on. And he has a success. I mean, he has the NBA title. He has, he's like made double-digit all-star games. Like, I mean, he was a damn good player making all-NBA seven times. And he was a major piece of that championship team. Hal Greer um, was a good slashing guard. And he, you know, was just like a good number two. And... Like he doesn't get enough love. I mean, in that freaking, uh, in that freaking season, he averaged like I said, twenty-two points a game, and he had just a damn good NBA career. And when you talk about great players of the '60s, how Greer kind of goes underneath the radar, but he definitely deserves some love. So, number four, we have Hal Greer. Coming in at number three on the all-time seventy-sixer player list, we have Hal Greer's teammate. We have Wilt. Chamberlain, who, like Moses Malone, like only spent four seasons with the 76ers, but his jersey's retired, he's number 13, he's a Hall of Famer, and yeah, he only spent like four years with the team. In, his, in those four years, though, oh boy, 27.6 points per game, 23.9 rebounds, 6.8 assists, a one-time NBA champion, was the assist leader back in the day, um... He's a two-time scoring champion, three-time rebounding champ, four-time All-NBA, three-time MVP. It's also top ten in rebounds, field goal percentage, minutes per game, points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, etc. People could argue that this guy, like, this is the prime of his career, those four years with the 76ers. I mean, three MVPs in four seasons? Are you freaking kidding me? Like, that was just a, such a crazy peak. Like, just look at his, like, averages for them, like, like I said earlier, 27 points, 24 rebounds, basically. And, I mean, the only reason he's not, um, like, higher on this list is, is the longevity. I mean, like I said about Moses Malone earlier, like, if he had the longevity, he would be near the top of the list, if not the top. And this could be um, the same for Will Chamberlain. I mean, he has a championship. This guy had three MVPs. Like, that is just honestly crazy in those four seasons. And, you know, he the only thing is he just didn't have the... Um, the influence of the next two guys on the list for the 76er franchise. But you can't argue that this, that um, his, like, short time with the 76ers was absolutely phenomenal. Like, this guy literally messed around in the freaking 1968 season and led the league in assists as a freaking 7-2 center. Like, like, Wilt could do everything. This guy was an absolute dominant force back in the... Back in the day, on, on obviously, like, when you think of most dominant players of all time, you have to bring Wilt in that conversation. And the funny thing enough, like, the funny thing is, like, um, he did score um, 100 points in a game with the Philadelphia team, but it, he, I can't really, like, talk about it with the 76ers because he did this with the Philadelphia Warriors back in 1962. But, you know, those four years were just absolutely nuts. Um, but, sadly, he can't, like, make the top two because... He just does just the longevity, man. Four seasons. He just it's just not enough to be mentioned among like the next two guys I'm gonna be talking about here. 
So, but yeah, that's that is Wilton Chamberlain coming in at number three. Coming in at number two, we have the answer to all your problems, Mister Practice. We talking about practice? Yes, I will be talking about Allen Iverson, AI himself, who spent twelve years with the team. Um, his number three is retired. He is a Hall of Famer. Throughout his 76 career, he averaged 26.7 points per game. Um, sorry, 27.6 points per game, 3.7 rebounds, um, 6.2 assists. He won an MVP with the team, um, six-time NBA All-Star, six-time All and seven-time All-NBA, two-time All-Star Game MVP. He was a four-time scoring champion, three-time steals leader, top tens and fives everywhere in the uh, 76er organization. Allen Iverson, I mean, this guy was a culture changer in the NBA. Before he came, I mean, this is, everyone was wearing suits. This guy was, like, they're trying to be all professional. This guy brought just some sort of culture. This guy was, like, wearing chains. This guy was wearing baggy clothing and stuff like that. He was a culture changer in the NBA. And honestly, like, some people say, like, you can't tell the history of the NBA with uh, unless you talk about Allen Iverson. And you can arguably, like, make the case for that. I mean... The whole change of just, like, um, how, like, NBA players were seen and stuff like that, like, after Allen Iverson, like, they were just, like, different. And he kind of, like, changed, like, the um, the league dress policy and all that. Just, like, outside um, the NBA, like, everyone wanted to kind of, like, everyone was, like, mesmerized by this guy's handles. I mean, he wasn't the tallest. He wasn't the strongest. Like, he even talked about how he didn't want to lift weights because those things hurt. And... But this guy was just just so fun to watch in those, like, early 2000s years. And, you know, obviously he had those crazy handles, um, um, all those um, freaking amp- um, ankle breakers and all that. Like, he's just, like, the the one player. Like, when you, like, when you, if someone said 76ers, like, who's the first one you think, you think of? I'm going to think Allen Iverson. Especially that um, I was kind of, like, not, like, watching him in that era because I was still, like, kind of, like, babyish, like, very young. But he is, like, the 76 that comes first to mind when I think of that franchise. And, you know, he had so many, like, just crazy memories with them, whether it's a step over Ty Lue in the 2001 NBA Finals. I mean, the practice rant, um, he had, like I said, the chains, the just the hard work and determination just to, like, will his team. I mean, the two, that 2000-2001 team was a, was, a bent, was a team of glorified role players in Allen Iverson. And he was able to to take one game off the um, almighty Los Angeles Lakers at the time with that team in the NBA Finals. I mean, that was a hell of a run. That guy was an MVP that season. And, you know, you can't speak good enough about Allen Iverson. Like, this guy is an absolute Philadelphia 76er legend. Everyone will always remember um, Allen Iverson. I just don't think he'll, like, go. Like, he's just, like, one of those players, like, immortalized in NBA history. And... He was able to, like, just, like, make his imprint on the team. And the only reason he can't be number one on this list is because, you know, he doesn't have the NBA championship, sadly. Um, He does have the individual accolades. He has the longevity. He has the talent. I mean, he's tied number one for points per game in um, 76 of history, which is absolutely nuts. Or, actually, no, he isn't. Sorry, he's 26.7. But um, he's second. So he has the, the... the numbers and all that, but he just didn't have the championship. And the only person ahead of him was a guy with an afro. And um, transitioning to that, the number one player in the in 76 history on my list 
has to be Dr. J himself, Julius Irving. He spent 11 seasons with the team. His number six is retired by the 76 organization. He's a Hall of Famer. Throughout his career, averaged 22 points per game, 6.7 rebounds, 3.9 assists. Was um, a champion in 1983. He won an MVP, 11-time All-Star, 2-time also game MVP, 7-time All-NBA. And he has just top 5 and 10 everywhere in the record books. Julius Irving, obviously ABA legend with the New Jersey Nets. Also an NBA legend who spent his entire NBA career with the Philadelphia 76ers. A lot of people consider him the Jordan before Jordan. I mean, Jordan was like a high flyer. He made basketball look like fun. He had brought that energy. And that's what um, Julius Irving did. Whether it was the um, the cradle dunks, those insane layups that everyone like, like has seen videos of that probably multiple times of you. Like, just... Just look at the NBA history page and all that. I mean, he was just a fantastic player. Um, like he was a he was such a good scorer back in his day. Um, this guy could rebound. This guy was a decent defender. I mean, like I said, he had the looks. He had the dunk. He had the layups. He wanted. He had everything he wanted in an NBA star, and he and he had the championship to like back it up. Like to like kind of like kind of it's like the cherry on top of the cake to make sure that he was number one on this list i mean he had alan everson's accolades but he had the championship to go with it and let's be honest dr j is just a, one of the most iconic nicknames in nba history um and he is like the mix of individual success with team success and we like i and he's just like one of those players like that will first come to your mind, especially if you're, like, in that era. Like, if you watched him in that era. Like, if you say 76ers, you're going to definitely say doc- Dr. J as, like, number one guy that comes to your mind. So, you know, mixed with the team accolades, mixed with his individual success, I think, like, he, along with the longevity, he has to be number one on the all-time 76er player list for sure. So, yeah, Dr. J coming in at number one. And there's my list, you know, agree, disagree, let me know in like like when I like um post like post on Instagram. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the list. It's fun because like it's it's really um, cool like seeing like um especially these like long franchises. I mean, I started with the Raptors, who was only a twenty year career, which is like definitely tough to make a list. But with these guys, when you have like basically nine out of the ten players here are Hall of Famers and and all that, like it's. Uh, and have like their jerseys retired by a team. Like it's a long stored franchise, the Syracuse National slash Seventy Sixers. So, yeah, this is a tough list to make, but you know, it was fun like looking back and just seeing like how like many great players that this um historic um this storied franchise has. So, yeah, here's my top ten list. Let me know your thoughts um when I post it. And this is where I'm gonna end the video. Um, thank you guys for listening. I'm gonna be back on Friday with another um update podcast. And look out for more content coming in the next few days and weeks. So um, this is TV signing off. And I'll talk to you guys on Friday. Peace.